There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. One, two, clean. Cheers. Cheers. Hey. Oh, you actually got it. I'm not going to be like, oh no, it, it went too fast. Yeah, Cindy and I count down, obviously, whenever we start um, pressing record and like recording the actual podcast. And I'm so bad at it that Cindy had to take over, but she tried to yesterday and I like couldn't physically comprehend that she said one, two, three. I said, I, I literally said, Sarah, are you recording? She said, uh huh. Three minutes later, I'm going to press record. <laughs> I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Queen. You guys, I made this bomb-ass drink that I'm drinking right now, so this is going to be a little tipsy podcast. Girl, I walked into the room to record, and Sarah said, look at this drink I made, try it. Number one, it's blue. So <laughs> it I was like, blue. Ah, it's, ah. it's, 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 um, uh, um. Yeah, so I opened the fridge, and in my head, I'm like, why is this <laughs> drink know. blue? Because I know for sure the only mixers we have in our fridge right now is orange juice so i'd be even more concerned so i was like you know what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try this i'm gonna smell it it smells like the soap the pink soap <laughs> that you get at gas stations that comes with that hard ass paper towels i said sarah why does it smell like public bathroom soap 
And she's like, he, he, it does. I was like, okay. <laughs> so please enlighten us what is in this drink. So <clears throat> it is a Bacardi pineapple flavored rum mixed with blue liqueur, blue orange flavored liqueur. It's like Curacao. I can't pronounce it. <clears throat> yeah, Curacao, something like that. Curacao. Cur- whatever. You guys know what we're talking about. And then triple sec, which I don't know how that fits in, but it did in my brain. And then orange juice as a mixer. And it is stirred, not shaken. And it's so good, but it does sincerely smell like that luby um, hand sanitizer that you have all over your university. Think about like that pink soap. You know that pink? It has to be cheap because everyone has it. Yeah. That pink soap you get in bathrooms. Like, don't be no, don't do no sanitizing, no washing. Yeah, that you get from the machines. Like it's not even in a handheld. You, yeah. Like you have to press no it against foam. the wall. No it, like, foam. It like squirts on the floor, and you're like, oh okay. Yeah, it comes out so aggressively always. <laughs> <laughs> This is so funny. But guys, I just invented a term. She did. I want to hear and it. And it's just so good that I had to share it with you guys. I know you do. So me, Sarah, and my bestie Chance, our bestie Chance. Um, That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. We are planning a trip to Miss Europe for the summer, like as like our post-grad trip. Guys, we're going to go for like two weeks. We're saving. I'm going to come back literally with a Parisian prince. <laughs> He's going to be the heir to France. If I don't come back with with at least nine luxury designer handbags this trip did not happen so see i want the handbags but i don't have to pay for them i want right. a nice i want a nice human being to, to look at me on the street and say you know what i feel like just deep down you are an incredible person though i don't know you here is a brand new chanel bag and four hundred dollars four hundred thousand million dollars to go shopping because I feel like deep down you deserve it. I'm gonna say stop it. That's the dream. Honestly, I that like to me. Some people, uh, you know, some people thrive to. <laughs> some people live for like that one romantic scene, like that rom com scene in the coffee shop where they meet a guy and he just like has flowers in his hand and like they run into each other and the flowers go everywhere. But then he notices how beautiful she is, so he hands her a single rose and then they go on a second date and get married and have kids and he turns out to be Santa Claus. Everybody okay, I wasn't talking the end part. Um, okay, Hallmark. No, everybody expects that to happen, but like my idea of a romantic fairy tale, like my rom com, would be literally that luxury handbag situation. Like somebody saw me and was like, you know what? You are a goddess. Here is eight Dior bags, and I don't want sex in return. I don't, I'm, I'm not a complete asshole. This is the only time I'm ever gonna meet you. Bye. That's what I want. It's giving pretty woman. Pretty woman walking down. The I've never street. seen Pretty Woman actually. Yeah. If I could just reps at Tiffany's, but like, no, it's like literally I the reason why I love um, Pretty Woman so much is because it's exactly like Sex in the City. Like, except obviously Carrie is not a sex worker, but but isn't Breakfast at Tiffany? She's a sex worker. Is she really? Yeah, like a winky wink smiley face. Oh, a winky wink smiley face sex worker. I didn't know. I guess I only I only saw that movie one time and I was super young. But Pretty <laughs> Woman it is so good. And it is just like, it's literally a Carrie and Big situation, except Carrie's not a sex worker. And that's literally the only difference. And I think, yeah. Ugh, okay, I want a Mr. Big, but I don't want him to leave me at the altar or die. Yeah. <laughs> but like the other stuff could be there. Actually, he needs to not marry another girl. He needs to not leave me at the altar in front of Vogue. He married two women before Carrie. Both not the two women. And he <laughs> needs to um, not die. But if we get all those out the way, I could have you, Mr. Big. Mr. John Preston. Is that his name? Yeah. John Preston. I was going to say John Prescott. 
Oh, no. Anyway, back to my term. Yes. I don't know how you got I don't know how you, like... Yeah, we okay. spiraled. Anyway. Sydney yes. came up. Sydney's brilliant. Why are you brilliant? We... Okay. Planned the Europe trip. And we were like, Chance, we're going to get you a man. And Sarah was like, I'm such a good wing woman. Like, you guys don't even understand. And she's taken, so, like, that's her role. And I was like, guys, I'm going to be the Duff buff. The Duff buffer. The Duffer buffer. Because... I don't think you guys knew. Everyone has that moment in life where they're like just walking down the street or they're reading a book or they're watching a movie and they see their life unfold (laughs) in front of them through another person. You know, like simple, like we'll see, like Sarah probably saw Sex and City and she was like, that's gonna be me on a motor. Like that's literally like my dream. I was watching, I was like 10 years old. And as you guys probably know or can infer, I was not a very attractive kid. <laughs> like, not even in, like, I want sympathy kind of way, but, like, I find it hard that my parents could love me. None of us like, were, bitch. I, I had was a, so ugly. an alien mega mind head. I had a unibrow. Um, I was flat as a board <laughs> on both sides. And it was not giving much of anything. No. Anyway, I thought I had more confidence than I do now. I thought I was the baddest bee on the block. Anyway, um... What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So it was, I was like 12 years old, maybe a different age. I don't really know. I'm just guesstimating. When the movie, The Duff, came out. And I was like, hmm, let me go watch this little movie. Because the guy in it was cute. And Belle Florence and I went to roast her. So I go and watch this movie. And I, <laughs> he was like, she goes, okay, so he was very hot. She's beautiful. And, but like in the show, they like try and like make you think she's ugly. Because yeah. society. And in this situation, the guy, they're like really close friends, but like it's very obvious, like if someone walked this together in the hallway, you'd be like, what the hell? I feel like I had that. Like I had a very attractive guy friends, relatively. And um, he was like, yeah, like you're the duff of your friend group. Like all of your friends are really hot and you're like the ugly friend that like goes along with them to make them look better. And I looked around myself. I look around myself now. And I was like, it's clicking, Steven. Like, it's all, it was like all the Lego pieces came together. All the pieces of the puzzle magically formed. And I was like, I have found my friendship purpose. And you know what? And you know what? It really ain't that bad. Because, because, because. <laughs> we never have any conflict with guys. Because we ain't going after the same guys, baby girl. That's we, number one. We're it's punching like on I, different it's, leagues. It's not a matter of, like, physical appearances on our end. It is literally a matter of we, like, the, we have such different types. It's not even remotely funny. Like... <laughs> My type is giving average. That's, I don't think that's true. Like, no, it's giving average in everything. Uh, I like guys that are, I like intelligence. Attractive intelligence, ambition, that's like my type. But physically my type is not very tall, not super dark, and not super handsome. It's like TDH adjacent. But in my mind, they're tall, dark, and handsome. Right. But to the other worlds, it's giving somewhat tall, somewhat dark, and somewhat handsome. It's just always like, eh. Like, you know what I mean? It's like instead of answering with a firm yes or a firm no, it's like, eh. Hmm, yeah. It's, it's subjective. Yeah. Sarah's type are the closeted theatermen. Literally. Literally the closeted theatermen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I dated three men in theater in my life. One, two, three, four, four five. It's okay. Actually, my first boyfriend, I actually don't know what his sexuality is. So sexuality is a spectrum. So I don't know. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. 
The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow The Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. So this that, that message is briefly interrupted. Guys, I'm so proud of myself right now because if you listen to this, this um, series and you've been able to keep up with my relationships, <laughs> you know, able to. I've been in a very extremely mind-draining, soul-draining, emotion-draining relationship for four years. Yeah, remember Mr. Time. Medium? Yeah. So, and the best part is that he hates this podcast because he says that it's a vanity project for me. And I was like, you do realize that one, you don't listen to it because you don't support me. But two, it's like this entire thing is literally me embarrassing myself in public to try and help other women. Like I've gone through the trenches of life and I use my experiences to bring humor to people, to make people feel like they're not alone and you're trying to feel like crap because you don't want people to know that you're you. Anyway, that's like that whole thing where guys are like, why don't you tell everyone I cheated on you? Maybe you shouldn't have cheated and I wouldn't have to tell anyone that. Like, exactly. Maybe you just clicking, shouldn't Steven? have cheated. Like, that's what Cindy and I were just talking about that like 20 seconds ago. It's like, men can deflect better than any... Like, that is one thing I will give the male race. Is that they will deflect better than any other person I've literally ever met. Like, you could be like... You, this, is, this is a conversation. This is like a day-to-day conversation. Hey, Kevin... I looked through your phone. I found out that you literally murdered someone, cut off my left toe while I was sleeping, literally fucked 19 other women in the past 24 hours that you, and you did like X, Y, and Z. And you're an awful person and I want to break up with you. And Kevin will sit there, Kevin will sit there and be like, you went through my phone? Like Kevin literally. literally How dare you betray my trust? Like, excuse me, you cheated on me. Anyway. 
anyway sorry yes anyway. yeah if your name is kevin which is not about you it's just the first name that came to mind it's really not about you sorry kevin yeah. <laughs> we have a kevin listener too uh, kevin this kevin, is seriously so not sorry. about you we're so sorry okay anyway anyway um so yeah so i didn't like to get into a lot of detail about relationship on the podcast just because like to respect our relationship but that thing is dawn baby so and like i'm gonna be very clear i'm not doxing this man i'm not saying his name no i'm not saying any he's still a human like yeah with a family i would never feelings. want people to hate on him or find him and do whatever though i doubt anyone cares so much i'm also not saying like anything that can be identifying towards him whatsoever he's just a man he's another man in new york they all the same but um <clears throat> so i would like to let it be very clear that this is not made with malintent and that i'm not trying to dox him or make people hate him this is more of me wanting to tell my story to help other girls who are going through it or to prevent other girls from going through the same thing that I did. That's all this podcast is. Anyway, this is for my girls who stay. Because we have been so trained as women to stay in toxic positions because we're told, like, oh, like, he'll come around. That's just how guys are. Like, sweet, just treat him well. And, like, he'll come back to you. He'll always come back to you. Like, goodbye. Anyway, mm-hmm. I saw this, this, this person for four years. And it got the cheating and, like, the gaslighting got so bad that you can ask Sarah to back me up on this. I had a folder in my phone that you could scroll through for probably 30 minutes and still not reach the bottom of screenshots, dates and times where I've been cheated on, um, times I've been lied to to my face, etc. Receipts. Oh, I had receipts. I had receipts for years, (laughs) literally years. But like the list of people I got cheated on with was so long that I must have a world record from this one person, <laughs> a world record. And for so long, I was made to feel like it was my fault because I wasn't enough or because that's just what men do. You know, like all when he was ready to settle down and I'm still around, like it'll, it'll be okay. Like it'll all be worth it. And finally today I stood up for myself and I've never been so proud of myself. Like I've never I been am, so proud of you in my life. Oh my God. And it's just like, I had, to, it got to a point where I had to message one of the girls and it was really cute. We had a little bonding moment. She's really cute. But it just got to a point where I've never felt so disrespected in my life. And like, you can ask Sarah, like my mental health has been on a downward incline for literally four years straight. Like my self-esteem has been in the trenches. Okay. Oh, I keep saying trenches. I think it's I'm watching Downton Abbey and it's about World War One. I. I like trenches. Yeah, I like it. Trench foot. It's um, very like voluptuous word, like trenches, 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 Sorry. war. Anyway, <laughs> Bye. my self-esteem has been in the trenches. As you guys can yeah. tell, I'm very self-deprecating as part of my humor, but like a lot of that has been sourced in the way that he has made me feel as a human being, like make me feel like I'm, I'm not enough. Like I'm unworthy. I'm unlovable, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and like for them, it's a joke. They're like, oh, I was just joking when I said that. And I'm like, that's not funny. It's a form of grooming. I feel like, but like the opposite. Do you know what I mean? It's- it totally is the opposite of grooming. It's, it's like it's, what's that word? It's like not love bombing, but like the opposite. Yeah, like hate, hate bombing. bombing. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, because it makes you feel like you're so unworthy that you should stay because you're worthy of that treatment. Yeah, because they tell you they're like, I'm the only person who's ever gonna love you like this because you're so unlovable. Do you know what I mean? So it makes you want to stay, but fuck that. And like everyone around me was like, don't do it. Like leave him. Like you have the courage. And I was like, girl, no, I don't. Everyone's <laughs> like, you're weak in the knees. Uh, yes, I am. I can't stand up. But I stood up now. And it's just gotten to the point where it's like, there is no lower than this. And like, if I have any sound ounce, if I have any ounce of common sense or self-control, I need, I need to do something. And it's so funny though, because if I was one of my friends looking at me, I'd be like, girl, you are so dumb in the head. Like you have literally beans for brains. Why are you still in this? 
But in my head, I'm like, but beans are cute, you know? No. But beans aren't cute anymore. That's not what we were thinking. <laughs> no, beans. no beans in 2022. No beans. So I finally, but I messaged one of the girls. We had like a little heart to heart. And okay, that's a controversial. Like if you were being cheated on, would you want the girl to message you? Yes. I don't want to be told because I'm one of those women who are like, I never, even if the, to be honest, this is just my opinion. Like this is how, this is not, I, I don't even condone this behavior, but this is just my opinion. And like the way I would act is like if a woman ever DM me that like she was getting with my boyfriend and she just found out or she knew the entire time and she was still getting with him, I would have zero hate towards that girl does that make sense it's like I literally would not care I would be like thank you so much for telling me let's go get drinks do you know what I mean like I would not care because I don't know this girl I'm not one to judge this girl I'm not gonna sit here and be like you did like no if she can do it other women can fucking do it exactly and that's the fucking point it's my boyfriend I should be mad at my boyfriend so if nar it is no one else's fault me and you're gonna have a zoom meeting cameras on yeah mics on cameras on but it's funny because both of both my major boyfriends i have in my lifetime Mm -hmm. i found out they were cheating through another girl like this time i found out it's always like the hey girly yeah oh i get dms random girls i'm like please no um (laughs) i that's so scary yeah i went i did go through his phone which looking in hindsight um, it was a breach of privacy and trust, which I should not have done. I would like to say something about it because I would like to, like, you can decide later, but I would like to say that, like, going through somebody's phone, if they actually did do something, you're in no fault for going through their phone. Does that make sense? Especially if they're hiding something from you that, like, is potentially, like, hurtful or And you've been dating the guy for years, so if you go through his phone, there's a reason. Like, you have the best spidey sense I've literally ever seen in a woman ever. So going through a man's phone, it is justified. And every single time you've actually done it, you found something that's, like, Awful. groundbreaking. Yeah. So. And I feel bad because, like, it, I'm not proud of it. And, like, I want to be able to trust. Like, that's the part. Like, I want trust relationship. And, like, I'm very embarrassed by it. I'm not proud of it. But part of me is glad I did it because... I would be in a worse position now if I didn't know all the things that had happened. And also, it's your man's job to make you feel safe. It's your boyfriend's job or your husband's job to make you feel like you don't have to go through their phone. I know you would never go through his phone if he didn't give you a reason to, Because just because I know you. And there are some women out there who just literally like to go through mobile devices because that's what make them feel safe even if they don't have a reason. But I know you, you know? And like you would never do that unless he actually gave you a reason. You need a man who would never give you a reason to go through his phone. But it's so funny, but it's okay. though. Because it happened twice to me in big times in life. First was in high school, different ex-boyfriend, my first boyfriend. Um, I was on, I was captain of the cheer team. So like all the little kids knew me, but I didn't really necessarily know them just because they had to like, whatever. And so one girl texted me and I was like, girl, I don't think we've ever talked. I know Grager in. And she's like, hey girl, like, I just want to let you know that I was talking to my friend and she's hooking up with your boyfriend. You were like, oh. I was like, oh, thank you, girly. Um, yeah. That same thing happened to me in high school. We had like senior week and some girl DM me and was like, hey, she actually like a very close friend of mine. And she was like, my friend, let's call her Bethany, doesn't, you know, really, because it's not her fault. She was like, she, you know, your boyfriend, Tyler, not his name, Tyler texted Bethany and was like, hey, you're really cool. Uh, like, let's meet up here. Let's do stuff, whatever. Like, listening. Like, basically, he was sexting her and she was so over it just because she like wasn't attracted to him understandable so anyway this girl texted me like my close friend texted me and was like hey you know like bethany was just telling you all this shit like she didn't feel comfortable texting herself so now i'm reaching out to you yeah, just it's always through know. the friend that's the it's funniest always part. through it's the always friend always through the friend i just thought that was funny yeah it was funny though because like the time it happened with this current person that is not my ex i guess current ex 
Um, Valentine's Day last year. Valentine's Day. Yes. And I had this whole day planned for us, reservations, everything. And um, he texted me the night before and he was like, I'm going to have to cancel tomorrow. Like, I fell. I don't feel really good because of my COVID shot. Like, I'm sorry. I can't do Valentine's Day. The way he made it sound is like he died. Like, yeah. he fell and hit his head on the side of the table and is like... Bled open and his brain popped out and looked at him and said, oh. You know? <laughs> and so, like, literally, I was Boom. like... It wasn't like a, can we, like, just sit at home so I'm not feeling well? We'll, like, watch a movie. It was like, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So instead, I made him, like, a five-course dinner, steak and everything, and brought it to his place to like hang out with him i wake up to a dm hey girly i was like no and this girl was like um are you sydney winter i was like yeah the bad's be on the block and <laughs> that's my name don't wear it out <laughs> yeah and she was like okay like my friend wanted me to text you just to let you know that like she's sitting with your boyfriend and they slept together last night and i was like oh my god and she was like can, I, can my friend message you i was like yeah yeah of course this, ooh, this girl, I asked her for this though. She didn't give me like a, hey girl, this is what happened. This girl came in, evidence, evidence laid out. She sent me chronological, like dates, when like they started messaging, how they met, when they met, when they first started hooking up, when um, he asked her to hang out before Valentine's Day. And then he made plans with her while I was over his place to hang out later that week. Mind you, this girl's a sophomore in college. So I was like, hmm. Um, but I do appreciate she she gave me all the receipts. I didn't have to go digging. She gave, she brought it to the table, and I was like, oh okay, thank you. I was so upset, so upset. And the worst part was it wasn't the first time he cheated on me. It was the first time that it happened in that way. Like the girl came to me, like canceled Valentine's Day. I had to pay the reservation fee, like of seventy five dollars or whatever. Yeah. And the fact that I like rushed over to go help him, and like I don't know. I wish I could go back to my former self and be like, girl, why didn't you leave then? Why don't you leave five times before that, four times before that? You know, it's like at some point I want to blame myself for staying. I know that I shouldn't because that's like what they want you to think. Right. You should not at all. But I just know there are so many girls out there. I see it on TikTok a lot. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We're like, it's so hard to get the courage to leave. We tell ourselves, oh, he's the one, we're going to get married, like he's the love of my life. And it's, it's like, do you want that to be love in your life? Like, do you, that, they're not going to magically change their behavior, you know? That's who they are intrinsically. It made me, it took me so long to realize that, like, I might love him right now, but it's not the kind of love that I want. Right. Like, I want a love that is pure, that I can trust them, that they're honest, they don't, like, purposely do things that because they know I'll stay. That's what the bottom line was. So, finally, out the bucket. We're good now. Mm, so, yeah, it's an upward trend from here. I feel that my biggest regret in my life is when I was in high school and granted I was really young like my brain was not as developed as it was now I was screwing this guy and we were hooking up for like not long probably literally like a week and a half at this point and um I found like we were both in um, a show together and we started hooking up during dress rehearsals and we stopped like the, the final show you know what I mean like we were not we were not together for that long and the last day we fucked I remember because I found out that he had a girlfriend who lived in Jersey like literally three hours away from Philly. I was like I thought you were gonna say Georgia like the country no and Europe. I was like Jersey, all the way in no. Georgia Jersey <laughs> Jersey Jersey and so like I found out and I didn't say anything and he broke up with her anyway but my biggest regret in life is still not telling this girl. Like, even though they broke up, he broke up with her, like, the day I found out. So, and he was trying to tell me, he was like, I broke up with her, we can be together now. And I was like, girl, who? Like, literally, you know that scene in Sex and the City where Samantha answers the phone, and the guy's like, I did it. I divorced my wife. And she was like, he's like, who, who is this? <laughs> yeah, she's like, are you? I, that's literally how I felt. Like, like, he told me, he was like, oh, my God, I called her off with her. And I was like, do you want a cookie? Who like, is she? Like, what are you talking about? Like, literally acting like I knew this whole time, you little freaking sleazeball. So. A little freaking sleazeball. <laughs> literally, so. But my biggest regret to this day, even though they broke up and everything, I'm sure he didn't tell her that he cheated on her. Actually, I know for a fact that he didn't because he told me. My biggest regret is not DMing her and be like, also just letting you know because this might help, you, like, ease your pain. He was cheating on you for the past, like, week and a half, which means he's probably done it before because it was way too easy. Yeah. We hooked up like, the first day we went on. So that's the most like, effort oh. they put into anything is cheating. Literally. literally. Yeah. Literally being okay obviously it sucks to be the woman who's being cheated on like in the relationship because you have like a long formed connection with that person and you have to like sever that and you have to deal with not only losing them but also like the betrayal and the trust that comes with it yeah because think about it one day you're planning a wedding and then the next day you're planning a breakup it's so yeah. dramatic and literally traumatic Louis brain 2007 era yeah. anyway um well two things one there's a tiktok where this woman like made out a map you know how you have like your attachment types yeah there's an episode on that and mine is anxious attachment type and there's avoidant and there's like the double one and she was saying like when you get cheated on the attachment types are categorized in two different ways as avoidant as abandonment and rejection 
And as someone who is the anxious type, which I am, you fear abandonment, not rejection. So that's why when you get cheated on, you stay because in your mind, you're like, they rejected me, but that's okay because I have them in the long run. You know, like they love me. Like I'm the one they're going to want to spend their life with. So like I'll stay. And then if you're avoidant type, you fear abandonment, not rejection. So you can leave at the bat. You're like, you rejected me. I'm done. Like I'll find someone who won't abandon me, you know? And then if you're anxious avoidant, um, you fear both abandonment and rejection. So girl, you fucked. (laughs) <laughs> but the, the lady was like um yeah so if you're this one um you have a lot going on and you're probably very toxic and you probably need help so um i was like i did the test again and i was like maybe maybe i'm the other one because i don't want to be that one but <laughs> I, I don't want to be that one <laughs> i mean, see ones that are like bad i'm like they're like um like if you're a cancer sign like you're emotional and you're stupid and i'm like maybe i'm a leo at heart Maybe they maybe they messed up the moon. Sydney is a Leo at heart. Like I'm a Leo, and I always say like Sydney's obviously a Cancer, but like she's a Leo at heart. You know what I mean? Like you were born to be a Leo. Like sometimes, like that's huh, why we get along so well. Cancers and Leos are so compatible. And I'm not even that into astrology. I just know because like my best friends, I know my best friend's sign. So like I obviously looked up our compatibility like 90 times. Mm-hmm. But like we are so compatible. It's not even funny because like in all of the ways that I lack you like bring forth and it also that you lack I bring forth you know like like positive when you're when you know when you're sad I bring the energy and when I'm too fluffy you ground me do you know like that's it's a perfect like when I'm too fluffy yeah I'm fluffy as shit so whenever I'm that you like bring me back down to earth yeah and you made me you made me like a real person that's why I love you so much like Sarah cried earlier and it was so weird because usually I'm the one crying she comforts me that I didn't know what to do I like patted her on the back and I was like I'm here and she was like what are you talking about so how do you feel overall? Because, like, obviously this is a really big life change that you're making right now. And, like, making this podcast is going to be aired. So, what, like, how are you feeling? Well, it feels good to get off my chest. Part of me is scared because, like, he hates this podcast. And, um, but, like, I don't care. You might not ever <laughs> listen to this yeah. episode. Goodbye. It's more, Bye. like, for me to, one, it's for me to get off my chest. But also, like, I know so many girls that I know personally, I've seen through TikTok, they're also in like a very toxic relationship that's continuously toxic, like year long toxic. And everyone's like, oh, just leave them. Like, you'll be okay. And it takes so long to get to that point. Like this morning, I would never thought I would have done this. But like after finding a lot of information out, I was like, to what end? It was like the question I kept asking myself. I was like, at what point is enough going to be enough? And I was like, girl, today, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I decided to take that moment for me today. And like, I was obviously crying earlier, but right now I feel scarily calm. That's very exciting. Besides the fact that I'm sweating literally buckets right now because I'm like anxious. Yeah, well, you're having a physical reaction. That's totally yeah. normal. It's better than having the shit, which is usually my reaction. But um, I don't know. It just feels nice to know that like, while my heart hurts so badly right now, and I really feel like so betrayed, so hurt, so all of those words part of me feels at peace in the sense that while I have lost him as like a partner permanently probably um and that's someone who I've loved for almost like over four years and someone who like I saw myself getting married to having kids with etc like while that literally kills me not literally kills me that figuratively yeah figuratively mother essentially like what are you talking about? um well <laughs> that sure literally hurts me to the core I know that while I may never find a love like that, I very much could find a love like that, but I know that I'll never be hurt like that again by, by him. And the fact that I have control over that makes me feel like at peace about something, you know? And like, I would never do any of this stuff to hurt him or to be vengeful. Or malicious. Or malicious. 
or to make karma hurry up because she would take it too long sometimes <laughs> kidding this none of this was about him it was again that desire knowing that there are so many other girls that are going through this and that the girl who he has cheated on me with all hundred bajillion of them they're not at fault like unless they knew about me they're not at fault they're as innocent as this as i am thinking that they found someone who wants to take them out and have fun and who's a great guy but who they could be next you know like i would never wish upon how i felt and how i was treated onto another girl like even my worst enemy like people always like oh my god like like f the girl like she's ugly like all this stuff like i don't feel that way like obviously these girls are attractive like that's why he's wanted to hang out with them and i'm sure they're great people there's nothing to do with the situation in terms of like how he's done this to me so this is more of me wanting to warn them than about me wanting to hurt him right coping is cooking absolutely and i think like i know i had this revelation moment like a year and a half ago and i think you know not that i'm not saying like oh i had it before you but i'm just saying that because i was in a completely different situation no stop it i would say like i had this the same exact moment like a few years ago and everyone was saying like the entire time just like leave him leave him leave him and i was like you don't understand like i'm his person like we are going to be spending the rest of our lives together and then i thought the reason like i remember it was literally on super bowl sunday two years ago from like almost today because super bowl is coming soon that i was thinking to myself like this is a question that i seriously need to ask myself and that i think every single girl in a situation like this needs to ask themselves and it's like you could be like the one who he spends the rest of his life with you could be the one who he marries and has kids with and like dies with however that is good on paper like that sounds good like on you know in your brain but think about the way you've been treated so far think about that for the rest of your life you know what I mean so like you could be with him the rest of your life but think about the way you would be treated think about the way you would feel because it's not going to change especially if it's gone on for like years which is the case in my situation at least like I was thinking like that is going to be me like I'm gonna if like, if I stick around long enough, he's going to marry me and we're going to have kids together and, like, we're going to spend the rest of our lives together, but I'm going to hate myself. So it's either that or I, you know, and, like, my suffering might just be spread out among the rest of my years or I can just, like, experience it all right now and then move on and eventually find someone else who I'm going to, like, want to spend the rest of my life with and who's going to make me feel safe and secure in my relationship and actually happy. That's what I ask myself. So I'm really and- happy that you're, like, here in this moment – and I'm happy that I'm here with you. And I'm happy that you're okay about it because it's really, really hard. And it's so easy for outsiders to be like, just leave him. It's not that simple. And you should never be judged by anyone for like feeling a certain type of way or, or staying or anything, you know? And um, well, I'm proud of you for having your moment also. But Thank you. Stop it. It was literally two years ago. <laughs> the, the relief was scary. Like right when, in the moment, it's like, oh my God, I'm crying. Like, I don't know what to do with my life. Like this person was my everything. Yeah. But it's a weirdly calm. And you know what really helped me? This is so dumb. That video of Elma going, bye-bye, Rocco. It brings me <laughs> so much Rocco. joy because this man's really mad about a rock. As I'm, it's like, yo, there's like, a, there's like a, a database of Elma's hatred towards Rocco. It's so funny. And it like really warms my heart because like they're really improving. <laughs> so sorry that we literally went on like a tangent. Oh my God, I look like a raccoon. My eyeliner is everywhere because I was crying all day. Oh yeah. So like we ask our guests on the podcast our final question to them usually is like what made you get to this moment like what was the final straw for you because lord knows like you have been through a lot of situations exactly like this one so what's different about this one what made you 
Really? Like, was it a matter of time? Was it a matter of, like, intensity? Was it a matter of lack of self-awareness or the fact that he didn't care? Like, what made you, what, what was about, what was it about the situation that made you completely want to just, like, make, first of all, make this episode go public because it's a huge step and also text the girl, communicate with her, and, like. I was fed up. Okay, the final straw was, um, well, there's many straws. The straws were infinite. They were building up. They, they were building up. a bridge. It was really like a haystack of straws. <laughs> but like the size of like Canada. Timbuktu. Um, Timbuktu. Timbuktu. No, Timbuktu is a place. Like someone really one day was like, oh my God, it's in Timbuktu. Like, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, my last straw, my last straw. I think the straw was really building up where it was like, at some point, it's going to have to be the end. And like for the last week, I've been thinking in my mind, because like we had like a big moment a couple weeks ago where like I found out a bunch of stuff. And honestly, I'm not interested in this either. Like obviously I wish like whatever. Things have been different. But in my mind, I was like, this is the most sad I've been in so long. It's the point where like my friends, family were reaching out to me saying like, Sydney, are you okay? Like we've noticed a very drastic change in you and your behavior not behavior like bad, but like I wouldn't leave my room. I was always sad. I was always tired. I had no energy to do anything. Like I'm a very like active person, not in terms of working out. I work out like once a year, but in terms <laughs> of like, I have a lot of things going on. Like I have a lot of jobs. I have a lot of like creative endeavors that like I do actively. And I think people could tell like I was kind of pulling away and I literally felt me losing my sense of self. Like it sounds kind of dramatic, but like I d- battled really bad anxiety in high school and I could feel myself on the precipice of going through that again. And I was like, to what end? Like, let's say that things magically do work out and I marry this man, which like, deep down in my heart, I guess I hope I still do, which is awful to say, but it's because I haven't healed yet. But- um, Not awful. It's like, would I be okay spending my entire life feeling like this? Like, it's gonna be what? A hit of serotonin when I watch Sex in the City and then I get home and I feel like crap all day because I know that no matter what, he's gonna be cheating on me or treating me doing whatever you know and it's like i don't want to be the kind of person who wants to go through someone's phone i don't want to be the kind of person that has to text you what are you doing like are you out are you when are you coming home like all this stuff like i don't want to have to be a worrier i want to be able to trust my partner blindly like i don't want to be the person who's always feeling insecure and unloved and unworthy and unlovable and i told myself it's now or never because every time i do it i have an excuse like it's always going to change or like well i'm going to change and we're going to become perfect we're going to have a talk and it's going to be fine like we had a lot of talks there's been no changing you know and i need to look out for my future self because if this was my daughter or my best friend or my mom or my sister and i knew what they were going through i would do everything that i can to be like girl get out you know like you're worth so much more you deserve so much more and so much better and like what are you doing this for like, like what, what is the end goal in this? And in my head, I was like, it used to be like, I want to marry this person. I want to be part of their family. I want them to be part of my family. But now it's like, yeah, I can't do it anymore. Like, I can't be treated like that. I deserve so much more. I'm worth so much more. And I'd rather be alone. Like, I don't care if I don't find Prince Charming. I don't care if I never find a love as bold and dramatic and all-consuming as I felt this one was. Because I honestly rather be alone and heartbroken. But know that, like... I love myself. Like, I'm still worthy. Sorry. Dude, you, I'm literally sobbing right now. Because <laughs> I'm going to make an email. <laughs> I'm literally sobbing. I'm sobbing. Guys, we're crying in please our apartment. Please keep this in. Please Wait, can I in. please call an episode crying in our apartment? <laughs> <laughs> this, is the most, this, this is the most emotional end to an episode. Um, because you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone, Cindy. Everyone fucking loves you. Like, 
I'm so sorry to our listeners. Like, turn it off. <laughs> they're, they're, they're gonna be like, "Girl, what are you going through? The trenches? Crazy, the trenches." But I like, was so, I was like, girl, I'm not even crying. I'm so proud of myself. And I saw Sarah and I was like, oh. No, I literally, I was sobbing in this table. Like, literally, the Sydney, like, I, I don't even know if I can explain to all our listeners. Like, there are so many people. <laughs> there are this so, so many funny. people. Sorry, Sydney, this is literally so funny right I'm now. I'm really so sorry. There are so many people in this world who, like, love Sydney, like, die for Sydney. Like, Sydney My is mom. one of a kind, like, an amazing human being. I can name 10 people off the top of my head who would do any, who would drop dead for Sydney Winter. You are that amazing of a person. You will never be alone. Oh. Bitch, you're my fucking like soulmate. This, this sounds like a church sermon. You will never be soulmate. alone. Bitch, fuck men. Literally, fuck Eric. I don't give a fuck about him. <laughs> like, fuck him. Fuck. I don't care. Yeah, watch our producer call us and be like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> you too, okay? Okay. No, uh, the, the part where we were both crying is so funny. Yeah. But. but I think it's funny because this is called crying in public for a reason. Because yeah. we're both dramatic as fuck. And I feel like there's no better way to end the season than us crying for 10 minutes straight on an episode. You will never be alone. My you mom's going to listen to this and be like, Cindy, please Cindy, come home. Cindy, the minute, the minute you, the minute, like this minute, and, and you start actually like putting in effort to, to like not, no. I, I, I phrased that wrong. That's not what I even meant. Leaking the knees. I'm standing up. No, no, no. The, look at these knees. The minute. <laughs> Leaking these knees. The, look at these knees. The, the minute that men start to realize that like you're actually emotionally available to them, you will have a line outside the door. You will never be alone. You will get married. You will have kids. You will have everything you ever wanted. And it'll be so much better than you could ever imagine. Like it'll be 10 times better, 20 times better. You don't even fucking understand. Like. There are so many people out in this world who have your back. They would die for you. They'd do anything for you. And, Chris like, they Chris. want the best for you. Seriously. Chris Evans? Chris. Jamal! Chris Jamal Evans, if you're listening, I'm ready for you, baby. <laughs> guys, I'm going to marry Chris really? Evans. I'm calling it now. Yeah. If I don't, my guys will be like, you're not Chris Evans, but I guess you're a good second. You will never be alone, you literal whore. Thank you, whore you're face. Welcome. As, I that was so funny. We literally started sobbing. Literally started sobbing. Should we keep this all this in? Your mascara is near all. Literally. Oh, our most emotional face. episode ever. Uh, should, we, should, we, should we literally post this? Yeah. Okay. Um, to close out this episode, we we are going to leave you. We're going to part you with words from one of the best philosophers of our time. Yeah. She is a pillar of the female race, the woman race. She's a pillar of a artistry. Pillar. And she's the baddest B, literally on all the blogs, besides Rihanna and Beyonce. Miss Amala Ratna Zandil Diamani. I love her so much, it's not even remotely funny. Better known to the world as Miss Doja Cat. And I will say the clean version. These men are not shit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> These men aren't shit. <laughs> Clean version. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Literally, we're so sorry that we got emotional there, but we love you so much. Um, make sure to follow us on our social media and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you for sharing in this vulnerable moment with us. We are so excited that, you know, we feel a close enough bond with our listeners to share these really intimate moments because... We just feel like you guys are family, you know, like the DMs we get from you and the comments we get from you, like, and our, the conversations that we have about this very same thing that's going on in your all lives. We are so happy that we're in the position where we can share that back with you and just let you know as like, this is kind of a way where we just let you know how close we feel and like how strong of a bond that we all have. So thank you so much again. We love you. Bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> 
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.